0: Welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. In this session, we have Joan here. And Joan wrote to us uh, talking about a struggle that I feel in so many ways, I've had a lot of people come to me, I think in particular, because it's something that I myself, um, in my own way, went through a few years back. And so a lot of clients are like, how did you do it? Um, But it's really about, it sounds like transition in career. Right, the stability in the career and the job that you have had for a really long time, the safety that comes with that, and how do you let that go when there is so much security in that? So, um, Joan, I'd love for you to take us through some kind of deeper insight to that. What you're struggling with?
3: Sure, I um, and I actually find that my struggles with my career uh, echo my struggles with my relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, in that um. I tend to take on too much uh, and do too much for everyone else um, to the point of breaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I don't know if that's going to change with going to another career or if if that's just something that I need to deal with with right now. Um, I've been at my job for 20 years, which blows my mind. Mm But, and it's, it's been great because I I am a single mom um, and they've, you know, given me a lot of flexibility with, you know, when he was younger, if I needed to bring him into work with me, then I could, if I needed to stay home with him, I could, Um, but he's going to be 15 in December Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily need that anymore, but I'm, I'm still scared. Uh, I'm still, you know, I, I'm sole breadwinner, you know, there's vacation time, there's insurance to consider and, and everything like that. But it actually, it got to a breaking point last year for me, where I ended up, I was having, you know, panic attacks, my blood pressure was out of control, my weight was out of control, and I, I had to physically take time out of work you know set boundaries and say no I I can't do this anymore and I I, you know I took the time I you know sought professional help I also sought help uh, for my my health I ended up having gastric bypass last year you know got my blood pressure under control I've lost 100 pounds I've you know I've done all this but I still feel like work isn't great and we're getting into our busy season and I'm, I'm feeling that in my chest again, that, that anxiety, like, oh my God, it's coming again. And, and I just don't want to get to that crashing point before, you know, it all comes crumbling around me.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I ask you two questions? So I'm sure kind of like digging questions. One is how did they receive your boundary setting? <laughs>
3: So, in uh, in my review last year, Mm -hmm. what you know is it was a generally positive review. But what they marked me down on was when I needed to take a, a leave of absence, they weren't prepared to take over my my stuff. So. I should have had a plan in place for my own emergency absence, <laughs> right. and uh, it was, you know, you do all the work for everyone around here, and, you know, there needs to be a, p- a plan in place. You need to have a plan in place for when you're not here, and it was, you know, you you enable people, you take on all their work, and I'm like, uh, okay, and so, uh, Sounds a lot was like here. a relationship. I was like, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> I was like, man, this sounds so familiar. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, and just a little while ago, um, they were like, Hey, you know, we need you to work on this. Um, you know, this, we need you to work with this one employee Mm -hmm. and you know, you need to take the lead on this. And I'm like, okay, she doesn't report to me. It's Mm -hmm. not my department. It's not, you know, (laughs) like none of this has anything to do with me. And you know, I, I, I'm more than happy to help you guys out, but you specifically told me. Mm-hmm. That I'm enabling people by doing all their work for them. So I'm just curious, like, <laughs> right. you know, what you want me to do? Like, do you want me to do everyone's work for them, or or do you want me to not do everyone's work for them? Because you're asking me to do everyone's to do their work. work. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so where do we go from here?
0: <laughs> I think that that answer actually answered my other question too, and and. I can totally see now, right? I'm sure today, Katia, we're both shaking our heads. This is the the direct parallel to relationships, um, mm-hmm. which is not unusual. I mean, I, I hear this a lot from people, right? Your relationship and your work somehow parallel each other in, in many ways. Um, and so I think it's great, first off, that you did set those boundaries um, and that you, you know, it, through your own work, through your own journey, you started realizing your patterns and your habits, whether it's work or relationships. And you are trying to course correct, you are trying to do the uncomfortable thing of for example, in this situation, setting boundaries, right? And we know through our work that people, whether it's on the other end of a relationship or a work relationship, don't like that, right? If we've been acting as the enabler for 20 years and all of a sudden we stand up and say, yeah, this isn't working for me anymore, right? They're gonna not love that idea because it's been great for them, Mm. right? And so that's kind of, I was curious to know, like, were they well-receiving of it? Because I had a feeling they weren't. No. Right. So it makes sense to me then why you're starting to feel that stress and panic going into the next season of busy because you've done your part, you've tried to set the boundary, but it feels like there's a knowing that they're going to kind of stop all over it.
3: Yep. You know, my, my compensation, um, you know, is, is all correlated. Like all of the other managers are paid better than I am. They all, um, you know, they all get a, a car allowance that I don't get. I'm like, why am I doing all this? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here and you're here. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: I mean, I feel like I hear Joan in so many areas of your life where there has been like, this internal work and expansion happening, right? And as I start to sort of carve out my path for how I wanna move forward for myself and I wanna prioritize myself, certainly, um, I think what Vanessa is saying is true, there will be pushback, right? Like there will be resistance to this sense of self that I'm starting to embody. And I guess I'm wondering, um, you know, like what, what sort of work you've been doing to really understand and cultivate like what would I want for my next steps? Like, what has that exploration looked like for you? Where are you in that process?
3: So uh, there's been a, a few things um, lately. I, I I There's actually a lot that I do outside of work, hmm. either, you know, through volunteer or, um, you know, just little like side jobs and stuff like that. I've been uh, teaching English classes to immigrants. I've been a Second AD on a movie. <laughs> wow. uh, I've been entering, um, you know, writing contests, um, you wow. know, just
0: kind That's of inspiring
2: me. I, know. I know. We're like, <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm like,
0: I need to do more.
3: <laughs> I actually, um, a, a couple of weeks ago, I auditioned for a play, which for me was such a huge thing because I. I have a really poor self-esteem in terms of, you know, my appearance and I never want to be on camera. I never want to be photographed or seen, you know, I've, I've always been a behind the scenes kind of a person. Um, so to like to take that and, and actually audition for a play for the first time in my life was huge for me. It was terrifying. <laughs> Uh, And I didn't get the part. And, you know, I immediately, I was just like, that was so dumb. Like, I should never have done that. That was stupid. I'm never going to do that again. Like, that's just awful. I, like, deleted all the emails from the group and everything. I'm like, just never again. And then I stopped and I said, okay, or, (laughs) you know, maybe there's something else. So I reached out to them it's like, listen, I've never auditioned before. I really have no clue what I'm doing. You know, if you have any pointers for me or, or anything, you know, for next time, that would be awesome. And they actually replied back with like, wow, we would not have guessed that that was your first audition. Um, and there's just only so many parts that we had and, and we had, you know, so many people auditioning, we just didn't have the room. And I was like, oh, so I'm not terrible.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: okay, we need to like pause for like, a okay. second. <laughs> Vanessa and I are
3: in love with you
2: because you, you
0: are like a dream client for every, like, every therapist's dream right here <laughs> in Botley. Like you're actually doing the work, right? So not oh only are gosh. you putting yourself in the uncomfortable situation of like, I need to set boundaries. So in that aspect, you're doing the work, but you're also actually doing like the soul work, which is such a big component to, you know, enriching our lives and and making it about us and discovering who we are and all the things. Right. And yes. so amazing. Bravo. Like if they could see me as they're listening to this, like bowing down, they would see me bowing <laughs> down. Right. And here you are, you're doing the work and you're at this crossroads still. You're at this place where bottom line, your survival kind of mechanism is kicking in and you're saying, oh shit, there's still safety in this job. And how do I let that go, right? And so to kind of, I guess, push on what Danae's question was a little bit more, out of all of that amazing soul enriching work you're doing, is it through that that you have found kind of what this other area is that you're thinking about going into? Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, Which is uh, why we tell uh, you guys to do that for everybody who's
3: listening. (laughs) Yeah. The the work that I did as the second AD, um, it was, you know, it was a small uh, local production kind of a thing, but with people who are, you know, Hollywood um, that, you know, that know kind of a thing. And I went into it never having done it before. It's just like, I don't know, you tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And by the end of it, they were like, you could do this, like, for real, mm. like, you know, you're good at this, and I was like, well, yeah, it's organizing, it's what I do, like, for my job, really. Okay, i want to friend, our producer, sure. got it. <laughs> All right, But right, right? yeah. like, like I, I mean, I live in Providence, Rhode Island, it's not really Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, and so, like, I think of, you know in order to do this like i i don't know that here is the right place for that and with my son in high school right uh, he does not have a, you know a, really any kind of relationship with his father but i don't feel comfortable taking him away from his father either right you anything. know so Right. And, but at the same time, I feel like I always have excuses too. I always, you know, there's always something that I'm like, well, I can't do that now because of this. And I can't do it now because of, you know, whatever. And I'm just worried that, you know, I feel like I don't actually make the changes until it comes to that breaking point until it comes to like critical mass. And you know, like when I got divorced, it was like everything is crashing around me and I literally just can't do anything.
2: Initially, when I sort of heard your breakdown and I heard you starting to talk, what I was thinking has sort of shifted. When I'm listening to all of the work that you've already done, like the soul work, the seeking internally to sort of understand what turns me on, that would normally, I think be step one for Vanessa and I and where we would meet someone. Um, You've already done so much of that. So I think you know, this is the point where I gotta I gotta take the plunge a little bit. I gotta do the scary work of some sort of a leap in a different direction. And what I think this might look like for you, and I wanna know how this feels is, I have to sort of move away from the work that I'm doing now to sort of um, rip off that Band-Aid, pull that, you know, that difficult cord only because so much of myself is being invested in that energy. So what would it feel like, look like to move into some sort of work for now? I mean, your son's 15. He's only going to be home with you for a couple more years, right? And then you get to sort of like sky's the limit. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about being single is I can (laughs) go where I want, right? I can do what I want. And so if I can just sort of find some work to support us while he's in these last couple of years, use that work to really build on my soul connection, the things that turn me on in the meantime. And you know, the work that I'm talking about is not work where I'm investing so much of myself into my job. This, this work is the work that sort of subsidizes what I'm moving towards.
0: Yeah. I mean? and, and I think to, like, to piggyback on what you're talking about today, I'm, I'm a big believer in... I think it's great to take jumps and risks and leaps when necessary. I also do think that sometimes we have this idea that that's what it needs to look like, right? So if you are the kind of person who waits until things blow up, that's usually what you're used to change looking like. And so I am actually, and in my personal experience too, in the way that I made a career transition, I'm not always a big fan of cut and run, right? I'm not saying you're doing that. You've been with this company for for 20 years. You could walk out the door tomorrow and feel confident that you gave them your all and, you know, You you kind of close that chapter. But to piggyback again on what Danae was saying, why can't you for now take a foot into something else? You it sounds like you've kind of been doing that. You did a little bit part-time. Is there a way where you can transition into, and I'm just making this up, but it's like, is it something that's part-time but is paid? Right? Or is it like a project-by-project basis that is paid where you could do that, keep the security at least for a little while until you actually have here's a full-time gig, you're ready to go. Unless somebody's actually already offering you a full-time paid gig, in which case I say, fucking cut the cord, go. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, if, but if the financial stuff is a little bit of a worry, um, why not, other than the fact that it's exhausting because you're working full-time at your gig, why not dip your toe, get some money, get some experience before you transition full-time? And, I, I mean, and if- I'm sure you've already thought through this, but...
2: And I just want to sort of clarify that I'm hearing you correctly because I think you're really right, B, which is sort of cutting back hours at cur- current jobs because it's been 20 years because I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of loyalty and relationship there. So it's not just like, I'm out, goodbye. It's a right. little bit, guys, I'm scaling back. This is like me working part time to start to transition, maybe even doing something else part-time.
0: To start yeah. To which, which look, that's up to them, right? That's up to your current job. They're either going to mm-hmm. be cool with that or they're not. And it sounds like they're so attached to you that they probably wouldn't take that lightly. Um, but you can do your own pulling back. And the bottom line is you're still doing your job. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, look,
3: did actually, I, um, I I did pull back, um, right? la- last year after yeah. my little break, I was like, listen, you've got me doing, basically two full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. So you need to pick one of them (laughs) and I'll do one of them, but I can't do both because it's and let And
0: let them give you the bad reviews because here's the thing, you know that you're leaving,
1: Mm. right?
0: So I would say if they're not cool with you doing one job, tough shit, right? Like (laughs) do the one job so that you feel like, I know I'm doing enough of my work where I'm making my paycheck. Like I'm doing right? I'm getting what I can be paid to get, you know, get done. But if they get upset about it, let them get upset about it. You know that you have a transition plan going on. You're not not doing your job. They can Mm -hmm. never tell you you're not doing your job, right? Because I have a funny feeling because it sounds like you're a little bit similar to me in this regard that your 100% is most people's 150 or 175%. So what would it look like if you pulled back to other people's 100%? still doing your job. or 90, or 90. <laughs> and then i feel like your work though
2: joan becomes about like almost expecting them to push back as they have right, right. expecting them to be upset and how am i going to take care of myself when that happens right not if that right. happens like knowing when. inevitably this is what is going to happen because i've been carrying so much of the load they're not going to like me pulling back so what am, what am i going to sort of do to take care of myself when that happens mm-hmm. you know
3: Yeah. And a lot of it is, um, you know, the, the way I've always approached my job and probably my relationships as well is, um, I'm replaceable, you know, that, you know, at, at any given moment, um, you know, they'll find somebody else and, and life will go on and they don't need me, you know? And yeah, it just, um, it's, so I, I, overdo and I, <laughs> you know, and I keep, uh, you know, just doing more and, and taking care of everybody because I don't, I don't want to be replaced. I don't want to, you know, be tossed away, I guess.
2: So let's keep playing that talk, to- that thought through. What if the thought that I'm feeling that I'm replaceable is true? What would that mean? What is the meaning I give that? <sighs>
3: um, that i've i've put all of this work in in for for nothing you know mm. that i've i've expended so much energy and that there's nothing to come back to you know yeah like i feel like let's take a breath into that for a moment because that's a big
2: statement after 20 years being somewhere right and is it true is it true that if it for some reason they are able to replace me which you know let's let's be honest all of us are ultimately replaceable right right does that mean that everything i put in in these last 20 years everything that i've done all of these relationships that i've built were irrelevant
3: you know like are
2: those two things does one equal the other
3: yeah no i i i hear what you're saying and it, you know i've, I've been uh, responsible for you know letting go of people at work and, mm. and moving them off and you know and there's there is there's always someone you know that comes in and replaces and it's new and different but you know like once they're gone they're they're gone and, and you mm. move on kind of a thing but it's it's hard for me to you know to take to not take that personally I guess well there's you know I just like
0: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I think we need to touch on that because here's the thing, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a work thing, even if you're done and you're ready to go, they are still grieving when you do, mm-hmm. right? It was still a huge part of your life, yes. right? You learned so much, you grew so much, you experienced so much. I mean, 20 years, how could you not? Right. right shit even if somebody's doing this with a job they've had for 5 right i wasn't in it for 20 but there was still grief in it it's also a sense of self there's a little bit of identity in that like this is who i am this is what i do so you're also stepping away from that and there's there's grief that goes along with that even if there's excitement right they both can be there they both can exist
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of what I want you to play with, Joan, is like, can I zoom out and sort of look at my life in the macro, Mm -hmm. you know, and this job as a chapter and these relationships and this community that I built was a chapter in my journey. And now I'm moving on to my next step. So it's, you know, it's, yes, they will carry on, but I am carrying on with my own story Mm -hmm. now, you know? um, Mm -hmm. But I I do think it's a little bit of existential fear that sort of gets stirred in that moment of like, am I replaceable? Like all of us sort of like sit with that um, anxiety of like, what happens when I'm not here anymore? Like what is life without me? But I think our work is to sort of bring it back to the story of my life, right? And how do I look at this this, this space that I had in this work and this job as the container that held me until I sort of expanded out of it. And I got mm. a little bit too big to stay. And now it's time for me to move on, you know?
3: Yeah. It's, um, and it's definitely, there's, there's been so much in my life that has changed, <laughs> you know, between, like uh you know, divorce and then moving, uh, and, um, you know, the, the weight loss and and everything like that. There's, been so many steps of moving forward into what I feel like and and honestly like I, I've said it so much over this past year and it feels terrible to say in the middle of a pandemic but this has been the best year of my life mm. like I just everything I feel so happy in in my life and it scares me <laughs> yeah
0: that's it you just you just touched keep on keep something
3: waiting for things to go wrong you know yeah, like yeah. it's been going so good like damn. This can't last <laughs> mm. and um and yeah I think you know leaving the job is like leaving that that last bit of you know what was behind and it's it's scary that that final letting go is is scary yes Yeah, I
2: think that there's a real aliveness in these moments of, you know, it's funny that you say like a pandemic has been the best year of your life. I feel like that has been the case for so many people. And I think that there is a real aliveness and a a sensation of coming to life that happens sometimes when things fall apart, that so many of us are experiencing. And it just, it brings like a clarity of like, okay, now how do I want to live? because Mm -hmm. this is not a dress rehearsal we are living now right and how do i want to do this moving forward and i feel like i hear that like really the space that you're in right now you know that coming in becoming
3: myself no no guarantees no you know no day but today (laughs)
0: that's
2: it
3: so Yeah. yeah and and i i
0: what I find happens is that when we do get to that place, especially when we've done this work, we are so ready to jump. And I, you know, I, I'm realizing like what I said earlier, I don't want you to mistake my, like, can you do both for a little while as me saying like, don't do it, don't jump. Right. Cause sometimes you do actually have to jump. You do actually have to leap. Um, and I realize you have, you're a mom. You have a kid. You've got, you know, you have responsibilities, life responsibilities. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and so there, that's also very real and very present for you. And I think you're, you're doing it. Like you are moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, the train has left the station, right? There's no. <laughs> I, I don't see it all of a sudden coming to a screeching halt. I'm still soon. like
3: waving at the station as it goes. <laughs> but is that yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. And
2: I, I was about to say that feels appropriate. And I yeah. think Vanessa's really right that like, there are some things that like, once you see them, you can't unsee them. You've had this year, you sort of can't go back at this point. Yeah. It is like, it's, it's a moving train. And so it's like, now let me put the plan in place for my exiting the station completely, because I know that it's time.
0: You know? And let me honor- all of the different feelings and emotions that are going to come up around it because all of them have a place. There's Mm -hmm. room for all of them. None of them are wrong. There's fear, there's grief, there's excitement, there's, you know, all of them and honor that because that is what happens when we go through major transitions. All the things come up and I can see the emotion in your face, right? It's like all the things come up at one Mm -hmm. time and sometimes too, no matter how much work we've done, that feels very overwhelming, and in some weird way makes us want to kind of crawl back into the shell.
3: Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting yeah. emotional because I'm thinking um, I, I lost my mom 12 years ago, mm. and life goes on. Mm. And you still miss them, but you yeah. move on.
2: And I do think that that speaks to. The love, you know, Mm -hmm. and the relationships that we cultivate and that is what continues and that is what we carry with us. And I think that's true of, you know, so many aspects of your journey up to this point. None of that is lost. None of that is wasted. You carry that with you wherever you go, you know.
0: Definitely. It integrates. It integrates into a different, in a different way. Yeah.
2: Changes form. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Sorry. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, it was like on cue, right? We were like, all the things are here. And then they surfaced. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that happens.
3: Yeah, definitely. It, yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's just the fear of, of letting go and, and, you know, knowing that it's the right thing to do and, and making that plan for moving forward and allowing yeah,
0: yeah. allowing mm-hmm. that's a big one for you <sighs>
3: okay
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah joan you know she's i up. i just feel you're so much more ready than you oh, even yeah. realize like vanessa <laughs> and i are like oh she's got this she's got she's <laughs> good.
0: check back in with us in six months let's know how your new yes. career is
2: doing <laughs> we can't wait to hear about what you're
0: doing <laughs>
3: yeah i honestly i appreciate you guys so much i've learned so much you know in your your classes and everything like that um you know being able to you know put names to things that you know i might have kind of knew in the back of my head but didn't really fully understand and um you know it's it's been one of the things uh you know before i went for my surgery the surgeon was like you know listen the surgery will help you lose weight. Absolutely. But it's not going to fix your life. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change your relationships. It's not going to eliminate your stress. Like that's work that you have to do. And so, yeah. (laughs) And so like this past year, um, you know i i've just like wait it's just falling off of me but then i was like wait there's still other work that you have to do it's not as simple as this and you know you need to really examine your relationships and why you do the things that you do and and you know not get into them as and i've been better about you know recognizing uh the things that i'm doing in the relationships still haven't avoided uh getting into the terrible relationships <laughs> but i'm i'm able to end them sooner mm-hmm. before they they blow up yeah that's it that's the work
2: yeah and I just want to sort of co-sign what Vanessa said a little while ago like it's so inspiring to mm-hmm. sort of listen to you and see your bravery and showing up for yourself to do this work so
0: carry on thank you yeah. yeah thank you thank you for for kind of being that beacon for other people too because I know that people listening to this are going to be as inspired as I was listening to you
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you And, you know, just because you you brought it up, we'll plug it here. I mean, for those of you guys wondering, you know, what Joan's talking about, Danae and I teach classes in this uh, company, organization treehouse group uh called the lab um it's t-a-t-l-a-b uh tat lab and there's all kinds of classes right that run all day long different teachers today and i being two of many um you know attachment styles reparenting um singlehood codependency all the things so if you guys are interested check it out It's, it's a great group
3: I highly
0: recommend. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us and listeners. I think, you know, there's so many people that can sort of relate to this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What you would talk about is the tra- transitional liminal space that, you know, and like how we navigate moving forward. So thank you. Thank you guys. I really appreciate
0: your time.